0: The last few weeks, we've been talking about living leadership legacy and some of the pieces that go with it. Last time, we talked about Leverage Marketplace Ministry, which was all about the self-examination, all in the spirit of something I really believe in, which is lead yourself first. Today, we're going to add a couple more pieces to the five-part process Today, we're going to add part two, which is liberate clarity, and part three, which is link priorities. That's what we'll tee up in today's segment. So, when we think about liberating clarity, it really means getting clear about what it is that God wants you to do in the workplace. We've talked about the clarity that comes with understanding how He's prepared you and the journey that you've been on. And the fruit of the spirit and everything that's being built about your character and having the mind of Christ. Here we're talking about what is that work that God wants to do in your workplace through you. And as you are liberating clarity in your life about that, you will go through various exercises of seeking God to find out. And you will seek God in a variety of ways. Sometimes it's going to be through a period of prayer and fasting. I know when I started trans leadership almost 30 years ago now, I did actually start the company with a period of prayer and fasting. And that's how even the direction of the company came to me during that time. The Bible verse that undergirds the company, which is Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All of that was a part of that Initial prayer and fasting period. So, when we think about that, we will just remember Queen Esther, when she was going through the crisis for her people, and wicked Haman had proclaimed that the other nations within the Persian kingdom could kill them on a certain day, kill all the Jews on a certain day. And she knew she had to go into the king uninvited. She asked, Mordecai and all the Jewish people through Mordecai to fast for her. She didn't use the word prayer, but we know that with the fasting would have been praying. And she said that she and her maids would also do the same thing. So sometimes when we're seeking God, that's one of the avenues. It's one of the aspects. And it's something that sometimes we may be called to do it alone and other times with others. And most of the time, it's with others, such as in Esther's case, she called the community and her close-in maids to fast and pray with her. In this process of seeking God, we want to attune our ears so that we also hear from God. And when you want to hear from God, you have to go to where he's already spoken. So we know that in the scriptures, in the Bible, he's already spoken and said many things And he's not going to say something today that contradicts what he's already said. The Bible is a unity. It all goes together. So as you are in Bible study, as you are meditating on the word, not just reading it, but actually spending time there, really turning it over and around in your heart and mind and meditating on those scriptures and reflecting on what they mean and what they're saying, not only just what they meant At the time that they were said, and for that period in history and that era, we know that all scripture is given for our use even today as an example. So what is God even saying by this example to you today in your workplace? And you may have to spend some time journaling what you're getting out of this in order to get to see the whole big picture of what it is that God is saying you seek God, you hear from God, then you have to interpret God's message. And a lot of times as we're in the interpreting God's message period, there are other resources that he will bring to bear and send our way so that we can have, for example, conversations with other believers. And as we're having those conversations with other believers, additional insights will occur to you that you might not have thought of if you were just with your own thoughts In the process. Now, of course, we know the Holy Spirit of God can quicken your own thoughts as well. So I'm not saying that's ineffective. I'm saying that there are times when He will bring other brothers and sisters alongside us as well. If you'll recall in the book of Acts, when the early church was in its infancy stage, the church at Jerusalem was kind of, if you will, a headquarters church of sorts. And as the dispersion had happened, and because of persecution, people were going out as missionaries, even to the Gentile regions and nations. What we find is that they didn't know exactly what to tell the Gentiles because there were some who were called the Judaizers, wanted to put the entire law on the Gentiles and have them follow everything that they were following as Jews. And then Paul and others said, no, this isn't appropriate because We're all free in Christ right now. We're no longer under the law. So we don't want to say they have to be under the law. We couldn't keep the law ourselves. And so they decided to have a council, we call it today, the Jerusalem Council, it's in the 15th chapter of Acts. And so all of those leaders got together to talk about the situation and to decide what should be done. And as a result of the council, they emerged with only a few things that they were going to ask the Gentiles to pay attention to, to stay away from food that was sacrificed to idols, to stay away from sexual immorality, and items like that, but certainly not every point of the law, not to worry about being circumcised and all such things as that, as Gentile nations. So they weren't going to put those burdens on them. So again, they met together in a council. There are also times when the elders of a church will get together and meet to talk about the direction and what's going on and what should happen in the future and get some clear guidance from God. And in the past, God's people have listened to the prophets of God who would bring to bear God's voice through the scripture, God's voice directly through what God was instructing the prophet to say to the people in question. So we never know who God might send and how he may speak to us through those people. I'm remembering a time I was working with a church organization. And in this particular church, it was a relatively young church, and they had a relatively young elder board, meaning that these elders, none of them had served in an eldership before this time. This was their first time as elders. And even though they were old enough to be elders, they were still relatively new in the process. And they were facing some very significant and serious challenges in their church. And I recall there were a number of evenings that we met together in a prayer meeting. Truly around a table in the prayer meeting is how we met together. And as that elder board was meeting, God would speak to different ones at different times. Sometimes it would be a scripture. Sometimes it would be a direction. And the elders' wives were also at home praying, and they would tell their husbands what God was saying to them. Through all of this, we had a clearer picture of what God was doing, where he was leading, and what he wanted to have happen next. So, we don't ever know how God will work through and use people. In my case, he also uses sermons that I might even hear on the radio, It could be Charles Stanley. Dr. Charles Stanley might be preaching about something, and it may answer a question that I've had before God at the time, and suddenly that'll be on the radio as I'm listening to it. Other times, messages will come through other books that I'm reading at the time, and suddenly a missing piece is there that comes through a book, and other times it's through a song. A song that I heard recently, it's by a group that's called His Song which is Southern Gospel. And the song is called, That's When God Steps In. And that song has been very meaningful to me because there are times when we have exhausted everything that we know to do. And we're sort of at the end of ourselves on some level. And that's when God steps in with his supernatural intervention. So, when you identify what God is saying, and you've heard from him, and you're starting to articulate it for your business. You also are thinking about, what do I see around this business, around this company? Where are the incomplete areas? What is there to do out there? There may be something to fix, something to accomplish, something to build. Maybe there are financial goals that are important. There are initiatives to launch along the way. And keep in mind Don't worry if whatever you're looking at, don't worry if you're wondering if this is the right direction, because God can and does veto some of the things that we want to do if it's not the right direction. When King David wanted to build the temple, first the prophet said, yeah, go ahead, do what's in your heart, build the temple. But then God spoke to the prophet, and the prophet came back and told David, no, God says you're not to build the temple Your son Solomon is going to build the temple. And similarly, when Paul thought to go to Asia to preach, the spirit of God stopped him from going to Asia, stopped him from going to Bithynia. And instead, he had a vision of someone saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So listen and hear. And when your heart's in the right place, even if you're accidentally headed in the wrong direction, God knows how to stop you and he knows how to reorder your direction, order your steps according to his word. And then the second half of this, once you have clarity, is linking that clarity to priorities. In other words, in what order do you do the things that God has put on your heart to do? You want to create a strategy, think about a strategy and identify levers for change. There's some activities that if we engage in them, It's going to knock down some dominoes that are really important where one thing leads to another. So the order of priorities is important. So focus on the order and make sure that that order also fits in with your life being in some degree of balance, being in some degree of life integration and time mastery for you where you have time to spend time with the Father. So as we close today, as we're thinking about clarity and linking priorities, there are two scriptures that I want to share with you. The first is Proverbs 29 and 18, and it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The point here being that God wants to give us revelation and vision so that we have clarity. And then Proverbs 19.21 says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. So as you plan all kinds of things in your heart that make sense to you, as you see the leading of God, he can change it. Be open anything where He might shift your direction, shift your priorities. Remember, you're not alone. God is leading. He's at the helm of the ship, and you are attached to the vine. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me,